the Building Freedom podcast is created by Randy Stambry, the founder and chief inspirational officer of Four Level Coach. Randy is a best-selling author with 25 years of real-world experience and a load of personal and business development. He will be sharing the tools, strategies, and mindsets to help you overcome the most difficult roadblocks. Discover how you can transform your life and your business for greater freedom. Hey, welcome everyone. It is Randy Stanbury here again with uh, Four Level Coach, and this is the Building Freedom Podcast. Uh, today, I have with me uh, Zoe Taylor from Intrigue Media. Welcome, Zoe. Thank you so much for having me, Randy. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, it's super cool to have you as well. Uh, Zoe, you can tell us a little bit about your background with Intrigue, what Intrigue specializes in, in relation to you know, our audience being you know, custom builders, renovators, trades, and, uh, and then let's kick this off. Wonderful. So uh, I joined the Intrigue team just over, uh, it's actually coming up on five years next month. So a little bittersweet, I won't be in the office for that, but mm. I uh, love this organization. Uh, so in that time, we have uh, grown significantly. So we started out at, uh, I was the 13th person, and now we're close to 30, which uh, is a lot given the type of business that we are. So we are a full service digital and online marketing company. We focus exclusively on businesses who go after the homeowner as their end client. So we have a lot of experience with a number of trades, including you know, HVAC, for example. Uh, we also have a lot of experience in the home improvement space. Uh, we work with home builders and landscapers, uh, to name a few. So basically, you know, any business who wants to work with a homeowner. And that's, that's perfect for our audience and, and certainly why you know, I, I love what you guys are doing and, and the team that you've developed and built there. Um, you know, when you point out a number of you know 30 people in an organization um, of uh, you know a marketing digital marketing agency at 30 people it proves that you guys are producing results you cannot keep growing if you're not producing results so what's what's you know i think the industry stigma around marketing is often that you know i've tried marketing i've worked with an agency or you know, I went down that road once, I spent a bunch of money, nothing happened, I got no results. So we hear this over and over and over. And it's, you know, coming and meeting yourself and getting to understand your business and what you guys do, it's proven over and over that you're getting results. So um, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about, you know, why you're getting results over your competition when we know that marketing is not always flawless. You know, there, it is a challenge to get the leads that we want. So what are you guys doing that's different than the rest that, that gets you what you're, what we all want and need is more good leads? Yeah, that's a really awesome question. I'm gonna start off with, you know, our values. Um, we're an organization who we've focused exclusively on developing a set of values that you know, we modified them after our business was around for 12 years. We figured, okay, this was our recipe for success. This has to be our values. And the first value is clients. So if you operate your whole business around the people that you're serving, then you're going to make sure that whatever you're doing on a daily basis is going to work for them. So we don't just do something because it's the easy way or it's the fastest way of doing something. And we definitely don't do things the way every other marketing company does. 
you know, we have pushed against barriers in the marketplace where people say, oh, uh, for example, um, oh, well, I just pay them every month and, and they figure out how to spend my money. Um, I don't know the bill that I pay. I don't know the services that they're doing, but it's always equal billing. Like, mm. okay, well, that's great. But in the long run, that's probably not serving you best. Like we're going to recommend the services that need to get your online presence up to where it has to be to accomplish your business goals. And then uh, based on, you know, things like co competition in the marketplace, we're going to make a strategy recommendation that's going to help you achieve your goals. So sometimes, you know, we have to push back with people if they give us an original budget and they have goals, but their goals don't align with that budget realistically, they're not going to be able to achieve them, then we're going to give them that feedback. So I think the fact that we're actually honest in what we can deliver and we make promises that we can actually uphold, that is the standard that not enough people, in my opinion, in our industry adhere to. And like, it's, agree more. It's like, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a big goal of ours right now to build this company where like a marketing company that entrepreneurs can actually trust and to create a gold standard. And what better way to continue to grow and continue to work with the best clients than, you know, deliver, do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. So deliver results for them, keep that client, keep working with that client for years to come because it's a lot easier to continue uh, and to grow when you keep your existing client base and then build upon it than it is to keep working with new people all the time. Well, so. and that's, now are you referring to that in Intrigue's motto of doing business or are you suggesting, because I mean, it's, it's a two-way street here, uh, the builder renovator trade, they all have to be uh, doing the exact same thing is keeping those clients and doing what you say when you're gonna say you're gonna do it and deliver. And so everything you were talking about is resonating with exactly what they need to do as well as what we, you know, it, it comes with an expectation that we expect that from you in your business because we're paying you lots of money to yeah. provide us with results. But yet, oftentimes, you know, I've, I've seen it recently. Um, well, I've seen it many, 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 many times, but j just like literally yesterday, was um, you know uh, a client that's getting extremely poor results, um, spending way too much money, and this is happening month over month over month. And the truth of the matter is, um, they really aren't getting um, the analytics that they need to get. But before we even go down that road, I think um, uh, a piece that uh, I know that you guys do and do extremely well is the website audit right up front. Yeah. And so this, this to me is a critical step in, you know, we, we can't be driving traffic to a website that's not going to deliver on the traffic. <laughs> if they can't convert a lead into a, uh, an action, a phone call, uh, a reach out, uh, you know, a request for quote, whatever that, that is in our business, um, then we've got a problem there in the beginning. So um, website audit. Yeah, so um, that that's probably, uh, it's one of the best and one of the hardest uh, parts of our process, I find. Um, typically, a lot of, it can kind of go one of two ways. Either uh, somebody thinks their website's awesome, and then the audit comes back, and it proves that it is awesome, and, you know, it's pulling in a ton of traffic, it's, it's delivering, like, a consistent competitive um, conversion rate. 
Uh, and, you know, and awesome. You know, spending a good time out on the site. But, Let's but be clear that awesome does not mean like uh, it might look great, but that does not oh, mean but, awesome. And that's where it often comes in. And it's, it's the right. sites where I think, oh, this, this won't, won't be too bad. And the team comes back and they are shaking their heads and saying, you know, I have a laundry list of issues with this website. <clears throat> and once they start to identify them, it, it, makes, it makes a ton of sense as to what the issues are and why they are issues for a marketing strategy. Um, it's just a very difficult conversation to always have because it's uh, essentially one professional versus another professional's opinion at that point. Sure. Right? Because somebody had to develop that website and it's always well, a little bit of a challenging conversation. And, and, you know, if it's been done in-house and, you know, like there's lots of tools out there uh, and, and easy web uh, development tools to, you know, make it easy today for you to do it yourself. The trouble is we really are only creating brochure type of sites that, yes, we're putting up, you know, our shingle and we're putting it out there and we can direct people to it, but we're not going to attract people to it. We're not going to, you know, generate anything from that. So. So there's very clearly there's brochure sites and then there's sites that actually work to um, create traffic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like um, so, a well-optimized site for search engines. So SEO, it's thrown around all the time. Uh, stands for search engine optimization. Um, there's so many components that go into a well-optimized site uh, that a lot of people probably don't realize and our intent as marketers is never to scare somebody when we show them all of the factors that go into a well-optimized site. Um, it, it, I, I wonder if I could, you know, uh, attach with this podcast uh, an example of, you know, uh, technical SEO and all the factors that play into SEO and why having, you know, a strong marketing partner who knows what it takes to rank well on Google, for example, um, is going to have like these resources at their tips and have this understanding. Um, so to your point, Randy, yes, you can develop a website. It doesn't mean it's going to rank well and it doesn't mean it's going to perform the way that you need it to. We've, we come across brochure websites all the time and sometimes they hold a purpose, but when it comes to um, you know, your online presence, a website is a great place to invest, uh, in my opinion, because it's an asset that holds a lot of value for a good period of time. And typically, once you have a website, you'll have it for, uh, let's say, three to five years, and you'll be making updates throughout, uh, but you're not making that same investment that you made in year one. So it really holds its value over time. Um, and that's how you can start to, you know, outrank your competition and, and get noticed by people when they're looking for uh, whatever service you're providing. Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those things that, um, you know, if you want to grow your business, if you want to become, uh, you know, positioned as an expert in the marketplace and, and you really want to have that presence, um, you can't not do this. Like this isn't something you can avoid doing. And, you know, whether we want to spend the money or not, it's, it's really not a choice. Um, the, I, and I think the marketplace has made that decision for us, right? Um, there's a reason, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I'm no Amazon. And I, no, you don't, you don't have to be either. The one thing that Amazon had above all its competition out of the gate, it wasn't a beautiful site. It was an easy to use site. 
Mm. And it performed. It was fast. You could find what you needed and you could check out quickly. It was secure. So there's, to your point, there's more things than just how good it looks uh, or doesn't look to determine what it's going to accomplish for you. So when it comes to lead generation for, um, you know, if you want to generate more leads of, of in your sector, um, you need to have more contact forms on your website. You need to have more calls to action. So people need to know and be told what they need to do. Um, like, do you, have you told them what to do? You know, have you highlighted it in bold letters? Do you have a button that says call now or contact us today? Um, there's a lot of, a lot of times I would say that's probably the number one issue that we come across with websites is they're not generating, um, you know, they're not getting enough traffic to their site. So that's one issue. It's not sure. set up for search engine. And then the second most common issue is it doesn't have enough calls to action. Uh, so there's no prompts telling a visitor to that website what to do. Right. And a visitor that is on your website, not knowing what to do, will do nothing and leave. Exactly. That's, <laughs> That's exactly simple. it. And, That's, and then it's, it's so bang on. <laughs> and we've captured an opportunity and it's fallen through our fingers. Um, and, and I mean, we know that that happens through, we can see the analytics to tell us when that's going on. Um, but we, of course, there's, there's a lot of moving parts. And that's why, you know, I, I strongly, strongly, strongly believe that we need to be working with marketing experts and, and experts at the top of their game. And yes, you cost more money than going to, you know, another marketing agency down the street that is, you know, whatever less than your cost, perhaps. But the truth of the matter is, what's it really costing you to try to save some money? And, um, well, and, and how beneficial is it that we have all this experience in a specific industry? And there's oftentimes a ton of businesses where we can approach them, say, yeah, we do think we're in a position to help because we've run similar campaigns in the past. So sure. I don't want to well, say we made a ton of mistakes back in the day, but we've definitely learned from all those mistakes sure. and we just keep improving moving and forward and you get to take advantage. Which is marketing anyway. In my opinion of marketing, it's all testing. So we have to continue to test, make mistakes, improve and move forward. And we have to be looking at that and analyzing that on a monthly basis, which is something else you do. Um, but before we, we go down that road, I think it's really important to touch on what you just said about the fact that you guys exclusively work with the service, you know, service to home industry. And um, I think when, you know, our audience is out and if they're searching for a marketing company to work with and, you know, wherever you are in North America or the world, the globe, it's, it's at the end of the day, we need to be finding um, experts that know our industry. You know, that's, that's my opinion. That's the most successful um, results that I have seen from uh, agencies is when they get us, when they know our business inside and out, when they have tested and they've tried and they've failed and they've improved over the years and corrected it. And so, you know, that, that's, I think it's just a really, really crucial point. Let's not let that be overlooked, that that is probably, in my opinion, the most important factor when you're searching for a company like you to work with is make sure that they, you know, get you and not just dabble in your field. 
Well, and, and that's so aligned with what you tell a, a lot of your clients, right? It's like, find your niche, find what you're really good at. Um, it's a Thank lot easier to build the marketplace. No, when you said it, you know, I went to your awesome dinner and the second you said it, I was like, ah, uh, yes, we made that decision a few years ago. And, and, you know, we can do other work. We don't promote, I don't come on here and tell you about all the other projects that we can do. Sure. Because, um, you know, it, when you have expertise in search engine optimization and web development, you can make a lot of websites and sure. a lot of different sectors. Yeah. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to focus on, you know, the, the types of accounts that we specialize in. And there's a lot of merit in that. There sure is. And, and it's like, <clears throat> sure, I can do all kinds of renovations in your house, but if I try to do every renovation in your home, and this also, I'm sure, comes back to a challenge that you have working with someone in our industry, whether it be a renovator or a trade, um, that uh, they are too broadly focused on what they're trying to market. And if they're too broadly focused and then they're, they want to geographically hit um, you know, a, a mass audience geographically, broadly focused without a niche, then, man, your job is near impossible to really get them some qualified leads. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, prior to working with anyone, and I advise all businesses to do this, even on their own. Um, and like, I'd be more than happy to provide a resource or an outline that we go through uh, with our clients. But uh, identifying who your best clients are, and then crafting your marketing and all of your messaging to be uh, geared towards that audience, because those are your best clients, and those are who you want more of. So your best client is probably the project size that you prefer. Um, they're not in the, a pain in the butt to deal with. They're super understanding and they never try and gouge you on price and they pay their invoices on time. That's an ideal client. So if you identify who your ideal clients are and then craft your marketing around that, you're going to speak to that audience that you want rather than just speaking to anybody and getting you know the B or C or even D clients that you really don't want. Well, and, and, and I'm going to uh, take an educated guess here and believe that um, what Intrigue Media has done over the years, and especially as you've narrowed down your exclusivity of, of who you work with, um, uh, you understand those buyer personas depending on the ideal client. So every ideal client that, you know, company A, B, C, D, E, F, G works with, um, they are going after different types of clients, but you exclusively have worked with many of those, if not all of those types of clients. So you've got buyer personas wrapped around that already. So you get it. It's, it's so funny. I, I had a, so I, I have a newer client. Um, he's been working with us for less than a year and they're a custom cabinetry business. Uh, they've been around for a number of years and it's a second generation business. And we were chatting the one day and, and he said, you know, do you have any other clients in this area? And I'd set a, a business and uh, said, oh, I, I know her. Um, yeah, we have, we have quite a few of the same customers. Uh, and, and she was in landscaping. So okay. he was doing kitchen renovations. She was doing landscaping. Their client is the exact same person. So their client orders very high-end, well-manufactured, lifetime-guaranteed, custom cabinetry for their beautiful home in Oakville along the lake and that home along the lake also doesn't want to do their own landscaping so then they hire this landscaper who specifically 
focuses on bigger properties of a certain value yeah. like weekly maintenance so it's just funny to it, it's a good point that you bring that up because there's a lot of overlap and it's pretty cool when we have uh client networking events typically it's easier when they're in person so uh, but when we have client networking events there's connections that can be made and ways that they can work with each other which is so cool it's like we don't just share a marketing company we share a way of thinking about our businesses and a way of operating our businesses and if you're working with them and we also work with this customer and you also work with this customer there's that trust that's been built there which is pretty cool and then they'll end up yeah. partnering and working together to some capacity which is just the coolest <clears throat> no i love that it's so much uh, added value that you're bringing then you know just doing some marketing by putting them you know together in a room you know it's not all, all the time that they get a chance to do that which is what you mentioned about uh, being at one of our dinners where we you know try to do the same thing it's it's uh i think it's important that that we're able to bring people together and see what opportunities arise out of those uh um you know they're you know it's networking at the end of the day to me it's it's introductions to create opportunities through conversation so let's be in more conversations that create great opportunities and let's you know align it and intentfully create opportunities for people to get together so that's uh that's great that you guys do that which is also part of why i love intrigue media um uh right now um we are recording this um on today's date of uh april 21st 2020 so um we're in the thick of uh covid19 and you know there's a lot of uh people that are fearful um you know I, I i go back to warren buffett's quote of you know i'm excited when everyone else is fearful and when everyone else is fearful um or when everyone else is excited i'm fearful so so right now a lot of people are fearful i i want to be inspiring people i want to be you know pushing the 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 boundaries of this being probably one of the largest opportunities we have to create uh, a better business than we had when COVID started, you know, several weeks ago. Um, and so our focus is really helping uh, the client understand what they could be working on their business right now, how they could be making their business stronger through systems processes. Um, and one big one that we're really, really stressing and pushing is content creation. Um, yes. and, and I know you and I have talked a fair bit about you know, great content and the importance of uh, great content. So, you know, to me, if we're off the tools, if we're slower in our business, um, you know, and, and, and the truth is this is going out to, um, you know, the world literally in a podcast format. So I know like we're here in the Toronto market in Canada, but you know, the U.S. and certain parts of the U.S. are operating at fairly full steam right now. Um, we're here on a bit more of a shutdown right now. Um, so everybody's at different stages. However, um, in, uh, if you could talk a little bit about, you know, content creation and a bit of DIY that we talked about. So that would yeah. you know, help people think about how they could do that on their own right now. And then let's get into why I believe uh, doubling down on marketing right now is a, an extremely intelligent thing to be doing. Um, if you can, again, afford to do that, not everybody can. So um, let's discuss uh, content and content creation through this time. Yeah, so the first thing I want to address is uh, a lot of people 
Um, they're, feel, they're fearful to try something new. So they're fearful to get in front of the camera. They're fearful sure. that they're not going to take the best photos. Um, if you're concerned that you have no idea what you're doing when you're taking a photo of your project, go online. There are so many YouTube resources that can tell you how to best take a photo from your phone of your project or of your work. Uh, it'll give you a great rundown, some great basics. And this is coming from a millennial who has had an Instagram account for probably 10 years now. <laughs> so uh, even I have learned new things by watching these videos and new approaches or new angles coming from people who are actual photographers. I will tell you what's the best way to photograph a room. What are the things that you should consider? Uh, so for example, never take a photo where the uh, window is in the background. It's just not going to work when the sunlight is coming in and then it's darker in the room. So some core basics like that, but there's a great amount of resources on YouTube where you can go and learn how to best take either a video or a photo of your job site. So that would probably be my number one suggestion is look up some examples and, and take the time to learn a little bit more uh, so that you can take a good quality photo straight from your cell phone. So that kind of leads into my next point. You don't have to have all the resources. Sometimes there are some add-ons in addition to your phone that could help you with things like recording a video or recording something like a podcast. Uh, if you're curious about what tools you can use, because let's say you want to uh, get into recording more video and you want to have your audio recorded over top of it, again, go online. Uh, do some research. There's a great amount of mics that can connect right to your iPhone or your Android. Uh, and then you can record that voice and it sounds like you are actually in a studio. Uh, so not just over your phone. So there's some really And it's cool really ways. cheap too. Like oh, this is yeah. not like, expensive stuff. Well, even light boxes you can get on. Uh, so a light box is something that a photographer would use to light up a room without it being a very harsh direct spotlight. You can get light boxes on Amazon. Yeah. Right yeah. now, shipping is a little bit slower, but hey, you don't know how long we're going to be in here. So if you're listening to this now and thinking, oh, I should buy one, just go buy it and yeah. eventually you'll get it and you'll be able to use it. So you can shoot these things from your phone and you can have different add-ons so that it, it elevates it a little bit, uh, but do the research and then use your phone and figure out what else you want um, to add on. The third can I Can I throw something in there on your podcast yeah, idea? Because, yeah. you know, to me, recording is a great opportunity to create blogs as well. Um, you know, so we advocate that, you know, you, you and I, really what we're doing here, we're recording a conversation. And we're just, we're just having a conversation about things that we know extremely well, um, you know, and that we're experts in. And the truth of the matter is, everyone that we're talking to out in the marketplace right now that's listening to this is an expert in their own field. So. Um, really what they, in my opinion, if they can have someone draw out the content that's in their head already that they know intimately, like this is stuff that they can pull out, like, you know, it's right there. It might be difficult to just talk to a camera and be able to spit out this information. However, if you can get in a conversation with someone and they can just start asking you questions to be able to pull out this information. Then, once we have it recorded, um, my belief is that we can, first of all, we can just upload that audio onto our website, but we can also um, take a trans, like tr have it transcribed, have the audio transcribed, 
and then put the uh, written content into a blog format onto our website from the content we recorded. Um, well, that's awesome. It's like you're, you're, um, it, you're creating a little bit of a bigger project, but you're getting two outcomes out of it, two products that you can then take and use on two different mediums. So yeah, that's huge. That's and why, why I, you know, I, I think of this path is because exactly what we do with these podcasts, we then send it to a writer who then writes a, a blog for us. Although it's completely different than the con, you know, it, it's peeled out all of the gems that we've, you know, talked about here and the interesting points, but they ultimately are creating a blog from that. And from that blog, we then have seven social media posts that we'll do one every day out of the blog. So I just have to record this conversation and the rest all just flows and we have content for a full week. And, and it's, it's, it's really a simple thing when you get in rhythm. My thing is, yes, we're fearful of getting in front of the camera doing this. So we're all uncomfortable doing this stuff, but what better time do we have right now than every day to get ourselves a little bit more comfortable with the uncomfortable to start doing this sort of thing. So I really well, encourage and, people to do it. And Randy, I always take the approach of if I'm ever scared of something, if I reflect on the thing that I can do every single day, that's the easiest for me. So I always go back to, um, I, I really enjoy going to the gym when I'm allowed to, or I, I enjoy working out. I wasn't always that way. My first official visit to a gym, it was scary. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a clue. I had to be coached and trained the whole way. Now I can do it all myself. I know sure. exactly what I need to do. I have new ideas. I'm, I'm always interested to try new stuff. So I didn't always start out that way. And that's how every new skill is going to be learned. So I'm willing to bet a lot of your clients had no idea what they were doing when they first picked up a toolbox. Sure. Now they're pros. Now they're masters. And you just have to look at this the same way. Like you can't expect to try something new and be an expert day one. Well time. said, perfectly said. And, and, and the truth of the matter, what we try to bring to the table for our clients is to help them not continue to be a master on their tools, to be a master in their business as an entrepreneur, taking it to the next levels. And that's you know, uh, so we're, we're always putting people through uncomfortability. And if you, the only way through it or the only way to get to the other side is through the fear. So, so you know what, step up to, to the microphone literally and start a conversation, record it and see what, you know, see what comes out of it. Um, you were going on to point number three, if I can bring you back and you may have lost oh, your yes. train of thought, but no, hopefully not. No, I'm good on this one because this one's super important, Randy. I want everyone to know this because this is the, I would say the most accessible DIY, but the greatest thing that every business should start as soon as they open their doors and it's an email list. Mm, email marketing is this awesome way to stay connected with your past clients, with your current clients, or with your future clients. People are okay with receiving communications from you when you add value. So right now is not the time to sell. It's just not with what's going on, to your point, 100%. Uh, around COVID. But it's a really great time for you to talk about things that are relevant. So for example, I received a email from my real estate agent and she had um, some tips around 
building out your garden to be better for um, uh, the environment and what you should and shouldn't be planting. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And uh, tips for keeping your plants healthy. And then she had a few recipes, um, some healthy and some more healthy spins on comfort foods because of the time. Uh, and then she had um, suggestions for how you can get a hold of paint right now to paint various rooms in your home and, and where to access that. I love so it. it. It was so simple. Every one of those you welcomed, healthy. right? It wasn't like you were, you were upset because you're getting these emails and you want to delete them or, you know. No, and she had every opportunity to tell me about how she's still operating. There's homes still for sale. You're, uh, you can get an evaluation of your home. She had that opportunity. That was not in her email at all. And yeah. it was beautifully executed because all it did to, in my mind is make me realize that she's a trusted advisor. She's providing me with information that I actually want to receive. And she's building that trust with yeah. me, right? So and would you also right now. refer to that as expert positioning then? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the idea that um, you're... So in online marketing, there's a funnel. Um, you have to work people through the funnel. At the very top of the funnel, you're attracting them um, or you're engaging with them for the first time. In the middle of the funnel is where you start to build some of that trust and you provide some of the more um, detailed information around what it is that you're offering. And then at the bottom of the funnel is when they actually convert and they decide to work with you. Right now, people are going to be spending a lot more time at the top of the funnel. Sure. So what better way to keep them in your funnel and not go to somebody else, one of your competitors' funnels, is by adding as much value-added content to them so that when they are ready to buy, they, they're going with you. It's, it's a no-brainer at that point. You've established that relationship with them, and it's through marketing that you've sent out to you know a, a wide audience, um, which is really, really cool. Um, and some email marketing tools that I recommend – uh, MailChimp is a easy to use one. Um, it's our preferred one. It has some great integrations with things like Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you also upgrade your account, you have the opportunity to build out things like landing pages. Uh, so you can build out different pages for different emails that you send out. So to be able to drive people, um, perhaps your website is a little bit more robust or not robust and you don't have the content on your website that you want to give to someone you can create landing pages within MailChimp with the content that you want to show people. So um, that's a really good tool, uh, as well as constant contact is another big one. Uh, but the idea, um, just be make sure you're CASEL compliant. So make sure you're compliant with our Canadian laws. Uh, it's super easy to do though. Yeah, love that. And my belief is that we can recycle the content that we've been creating for our blogs for a website perhaps even that audio and you know shoot it out in part of our email campaigns oh you got it like uh video performs really well in um emails and you compare that with a blog it can talk about the same you know similar topics but um the idea is somebody's probably only going to click on one piece so if they prefer to watch a video they're going to click on that video yeah if they yeah. prefer to read a blog they're going to click on that blog so yeah. yeah, excellent point. You're definitely like an, an email is only as good as the content in it. And a really good idea to your point is, um, you know, create the content out of the gate and then use it in multiple ways across multiple mediums. And I think if, if we get into this DIY of content creation right now uh, through 
our slowdown shutdown period, um, you know, we're going to be far more comfortable with this when we get back to, you know, whatever the new normal is. And, you know, we get back to that point and we're going to be able to just start doing this on a, on a regular basis and we're going to be far better off. And now's the time to do it because there's more people online. Mm. But when you send out a post, your audience that you're testing this with is far more engaged and available now. So you can see what performs now and then continue to tailor your content towards content that gets the most engagement or that people are the most interested in. And then, yeah, to your point, when this is all over, you're going to be way ahead of your competition. Master, a content master. Love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Zoe, this is great. Uh, so many insights. Um, lots of great shares. I appreciate your time with us. Uh, no doubt we'd like to have you back because, you, know, you know, we've scratched the surface of, you know, what's possible in a conversation around marketing and growing a business. And we can't do that, in my opinion, not to the level that, that you know, I believe in, which is a 10x type of level. Um, without marketing and without great marketing and, and not just any marketing will do. So uh, appreciate the shares, the insights uh, and the tips, especially the DIYs at the end. Um, we will have you back soon. And uh, again, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Randy. If you enjoyed today's podcast and would like to learn more about how to get off the hamster wheel of your business, visit us at fulllevelcoach.com forward slash learn more. You can access tools that will help you enjoy more time, money, and freedom in your own business. You can also book a strategy session with our owner and entrepreneur, Randy Stanbury. Thanks for listening.